We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And Tracy Sandler, friend of the pod, making her like fourth or fifth appearance. I don't know. She's a regular. She is the CEO of the Fangirl Sports Network and the 49ers beat writer. You can And a 49ers beat writer. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl and at Tracy Sandler on Instagram. Let's get to Tracy. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. It's going. Um, Tracy Sandler, everybody. Tom Brady's bestie. <laughs> bestie. Hosted the Get My Job podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And Arizona Cardinals um, whisperer. Mm-hmm. You you predicted at our event at Cooperage Brewing. Shout out Cooperage. Um, you predicted that the Cardinals were going to be the biggest issue for the 49ers in the NFC West. The 49ers, I think, have their own issues, but... Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't plan on them the, being their biggest, own biggest sure, issue. But. Sure, <laughs> sure. But if the 49ers were good, uh, the Arizona Cardinals would, in fact, be their biggest issue. So I think last time you we were on the pod, we talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to just kind of give you the floor to take a victory lap. And uh, congratulations on your Cardinal, Cardinals prediction because they are very, very good. They are very, very good. And thank you. I appreciate that. I remember there was a little bit of, of giggling at me. Someone on this podcast may have done a tweet meant to make fun of me. For my prediction. <laughs> Somebody may have done it. And I was fine with that because I looked at the Arizona Cardinals. I looked at what they did in the off season. I looked at how they were last year, the things that gave them trouble, how they made up for that with some key off season signings. And I was like, this team is going to be good. Kyler Murray fully coming into his own. And then I think we talked about this last time. I thought what was dangerous about the Cardinals is that you weren't quite sure what you were getting and they could surprise you, but they did not surprise me because I said they were going to be the biggest issue. But as I said before, I didn't realize the 49ers were going to be their own biggest issue. So that's a whole other situation. 
Yeah, so so let's transition to to those 49ers. Um Tracy Chris doesn't like my victory laps. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you you were so you and I were both on the conference call with Kyle Shanahan yesterday on, on Monday. We're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. Um and to me, like I thought Kyle Shanahan said a lot of wild things. Um, mm-hmm. namely that he basically said if he started Trey Lance, he would essentially be punting on the season. He he said he he wouldn't like playing young guys. The question was about Trey Lance, and his answer included that playing young guys would be a way of giving up on the season. And speaking of the Cardinals, I guess that's just wild to me, given that Trey Lance was a quarterback in a game where the 49ers outgained the Cardinals and, and were in position to beat the Cardinals on the road. Um so what did you make of, of what Kyle Shanahan said yesterday and just his overall reluctance to make a move away from Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I mean, knowing that Trey Lance is coming off a knee injury right now, but just Kyle Shanahan's mood in general regarding the quarterback situation. Well, one of the other things that I thought was wild about that statement, just to go back to it, is he's relied on young guys pretty much since he got there. So then it was really wild for him to trade DeForest Buckner. So rely on Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk in their rookie seasons. Then it was wild to be playing Debo Samuel. I mean, I mean, I understand that we're talking about the quarterback, but he said specific, he said young guys, he didn't say young quarterbacks. He said young guys. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. The reluctance to play Trey Lance to me is, is very odd. It's almost like Trey Lance got there and he was like, well, I didn't really plan on him being like this. So I think we're going to have to ride with Jimmy. But I also think there's a chance that that knee injury is a little worse than previously indicated. And instead of undermine the person he's going to have to put in the QB one position and say, well, yeah, I mean, I would play Trey Lance, but he's not healthy. He's sticking with this. Um, mantra isn't the right word, but he's just kind of sticking with this idea that he can't play Trey Lance without punting the season. But that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me generally. And I also think it's not a great thing to hear from your head coach. If you're in that locker room, like the guy we traded our future for, if we play him, this season is done. I don't know is the best message that I would want to give off. Do you think, do you, Tracy, think that Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers the best chance to win right now. Tracy's making faces. (laughs) (laughs) I think if Trey Lance has a knee injury, then yes, Jimmy Garoppolo gives him the best chance right now. Let's assume they're both healthy. Then I think it would probably behoove them to, to start playing Trey Lance and see what they've got. Yeah, I would Chris agree. agrees. I, I think anybody <laughs> very well there. He's honestly, never talked about it. I don't know anybody at this point, aside from Kyle Shanahan or maybe some people inside the 49ers building that that think Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be playing right now. I mean, if or or needs to be playing over Trey Lance if both guys are healthy. And like I understand it this week, given the injury stuff, because you you might not want to play Trey Lance, but like Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt too. And I thought the injury was apparent in rewatching the game on Sunday. It was like, man, he's just got like the, the fact that receivers have to like dive to the ground just to catch these passes. Like they're not getting there. 
they're like dying halfway there. And it doesn't look like he's able to push off that leg all that well. And so Are you zagging to Nate Sudfeld. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's, I, if, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that they're basically playing the less injured quarterback is really what it is. It's like, well, Trey really cannot go. Jimmy can go. So we're going to throw, I mean, it's, or it's Nate Sudfeld. So it feels like they're playing the less injured quarterback. Um, I think the 49ers put themselves in a bit of a pickle. If you want me to be honest and go back to 1948, but I think they put themselves in a bit of a pickle because they traded the future for court for their quarterback of the future, ultimately saying the guy we have ain't it. So we're going to get someone else, except we're going to spend the entire off season saying that the guy we have really is it. And this is just a backup plan but you don't trade your entire future in the three picks for your backup plan. So it created a, it created distraction and it was clear that that was annoying to Shanahan and the team, but they created it. I can't imagine if it created distraction outside the building. I know they say it didn't, but it can't have not created distraction inside the building and in the locker room. And it created an awkward situation. So I think they put themselves in a pickle and potentially not potentially mismanaged. And it's been mismanaged maybe on the field and off. I hate to say that. I'm sorry. The, I don't know if I'm apologizing this... to, but no, but so I, I think coming into the season, Kyle Shanahan still had a lot of equity in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I, I know three out of his four years were, were losing seasons and they didn't make the playoffs in three of them, but you could say, all right, 2017 was rebuilding 2018. They lost Jimmy Garoppolo in week three. 2019, they go to the Super Bowl. In 2020, they're decimated by injuries. But now it's to the point where the tides are are sort of shifting on Kyle Shanahan, and he's mm-hmm. lost the benefit of doubt when it comes to, all right, you know, is he making the right decisions? Is is he as good of an offensive coordinator as we all thought he was? Just given how uneven is, this offense has been, and even with you know with Jimmy Garoppolo in there, there hasn't really been any offensive rhythm. And you have missed George Kittle for, for a significant portion of the season now. Mm-hmm. But Tracy, in, in your opinion, like how much has Kyle Shanahan changed in your mind just in terms of the way you view him as, as you know, a quality coach for the 49ers right now? That's a good question. And it's actually something Thank I've been you. thinking. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about. I don't. I don't know that my feelings about him generally as a quality coach so much have changed. I do believe right now it feels like he's a little underwater and doesn't know how to get out. If that makes sense. Um, He's frustrated. He's he's, and I understand why, but I think we're seeing a frustration from him and a defensiveness from him that we haven't seen. And he he does look like, I mean, no pun intended because they were like literally underwater the other night, but it does a little bit feel like that to me. So I do think the jury is still out on how I feel about him generally as a coach, but I think the last few weeks they are on him. I mean, this, it's not just, and it's not just the quarterback situation. Every week, the team makes the same mistakes. They lose in the same way every single week. And I don't understand it. i you know, we've talked about this before on this podcast. I'm not a head coach. So I know it's more complicated than I make it sound, but, and I know Kyle says it's because I have too much experience, but um, I, I just don't understand how you could be watching the game and watch the tape and not see that 
these, what these same issues are. And if they are dealing with them, then they've got a pretty serious personnel problem because right now they do look like a very poorly coached team. And Kyle so. Shanahan happens to be the guy in charge of he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Personnel decisions. Or at least all the big ones. Yeah, that's true. And they look, they just, they look lost out there. I just, I don't get it. And it's not just the change from solid to D'Amico Ryan's like, that's not it. They're just a poorly coached team right now. They do not look crisp. They look sloppy. They look undisciplined and they all look a little off. And I know everybody, you know, we've been talking about this over and over, but the DPIs are like unacceptable, like enough. It literally is an offensive strategy. If I were the offensive player for our opposing team, be like, throw it deep. You're going to get a flag. Like it's, kind of ridiculous um so i just i think that is problematic and so it is as chris wrote the other day it is on him and you know i know he said the other day i deserve the criticism i'm the head coach this team but he really does and like i said then if it's a personnel issue then that's on him too it reminds me and not to this extreme but in a lesser in a lesser sense it reminds me of the 2010 season with mike singletary where they just game after game would make the same consistent mistakes. And I think this coaching staff is better. And I think that the team is better than that, than that 2010 team, but it it's the same kind of idea. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you say it's not just that they're losing or that they're committing penalties they are committing the same penalties and they're making the same mistakes and they have the same issues. And that ultimately comes down to the head coach. Now, is there is there any inkling in your mind that there's like the reaction from the fan base has been very extreme, at least a faction of the fan base. It's a nice, very nice oh, way to so, put that. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> like fire Kyle Shanahan, blow it up. This isn't getting fixed. Is this something that you think is is like, hey, this is a problem. This is a flaw with him personally that's going to keep him from being a good head coach? Or do you think, hey, this is something that you know he can learn from and adjust to and fix it going into 2022 and beyond? I think we have to see how the rest of the season goes. I don't think he's getting fired. I don't think he right. should get fired. I mean, I don't think I don't think he should get fired either. I don't um I think we see what happens the rest of the season. Like, can he fix it? But here they are on a four game losing streak. They came out of the bye looking just like flat for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Um, and nothing's gotten fixed so far. Uh, I think, you know, Chris, you mentioned George Kittle and they do miss George Kittle, but there's just too much talent on this team for them to be this bad. They could be, mm-hmm. they could be, what are they, two and four? They could be three and three right now. They could be, I mean, it's just like, it's just, how are they two and four? And those first two wins, they didn't play well. I mean, they played mm-hmm. well to start the Lions game, but they were lucky to win that game. And in game two, they were just lucky to beat Philadelphia. But they just have seemed really since Detroit, they came out strong. It almost feels like when, and I don't remember if we talked about this last time, so please forgive me, but it does feel like that when Jason Verrett got injured, it started this kind of opened the door to like, here we go again. You had Mostert went out like the second play, Jason Verrett got injured and it feels like it was like, ah, and here we go. And 
I don't know that they've ever really recovered from that. I mean, so many other things have gone wrong, but it just feels like it, they're just like this, just deflated them. Can I offer a bit of optimism here? Please. I know I'm well, no, like, as being I'm Mr. Optimistic. Here. I'm so good. I, so I'm Miss Negative today and you're Mr. Optimistic. <laughs> it is Bizarro Day. <laughs> um, the 49ers at two and four are, are still one game behind the seventh seed Minnesota Vikings, who are three and three. Are the 49ers the best two and four team? Chris, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, well, you know what's weird? There's zero two and four teams in the AFC. Um, there oh, are. Wait, the 49ers are the only two and four team in the league. Was that the joke? Oh, yeah. Did you just no, I guess I, I two win team because I guess okay. uh, whoever was two and four is two and five now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, like the Seahawks are two and five. That's really yeah. weird. The Niners are the only two and four team in the league. I well, I, that's that. I think it's just because I mean, not I think it's because yeah, no, I mean, I know I, I know why it's just odd. I want to so they it have one less, I want to mansplain it, one fewer game than everybody <laughs> else, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, <laughs> but they're so yeah, technically, to answer your question, Kyle, they are the best two and four team in the league. <laughs> By um, far, it's not even close. Hey, more optimism. <laughs> yeah, but but so they're they're a game behind Minnesota currently in the third seed. Um, the other teams just below them: Atlanta, Chicago, Carolina, then the 49ers. The 49ers play Minnesota, Atlanta, and Chicago. Um, over, uh, I mean, it's starting with Chicago on Sunday, so they do have a chance. Like they're not, they're two and four but they're not dead in the water. Like it, you know- it may feel like that, but a win over Chicago, suddenly they're three and four. And then um, they play Arizona and the Rams. Then they play. Arizona <laughs> and then suddenly and the they're three and six. <laughs> Do you know what's nuts? Yeah. But they, it's a week to week league. Like who knows is, what, what Boy. a win would just do for them. it is. It, it is, is a week to week league. What a win did, over those downtrodden Chicago bears. Could just week to week. No, but it would, but that's no, but, but to that point, if they go beat the Bears 30 to nothing, the conversation's very different going into that Cardinals game. Right. Absolutely. So if I would say if they get a, a dominant win over the Bears and then go home against the Cardinals, I do think this becomes a very different football team. Um, and if they get a dominant win with a dominating performance from Jimmy Garoppolo, then hmm. that's a Ooh. good thing. That seems if, unlikely. I, I will say like if it's 30 I, I think, to nothing he had a good game well <laughs> right I, I I will say I think it, it ultimately it comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo's health mm-hmm. and you know I don't great. know what the weather is going to be like in Chicago but chances are it's not going to be great on Halloween um so like if Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt I think it's going to be really hard for the 49ers to win because we know that he doesn't play well when he's hurt. I don't know if we've ever seen Jimmy Garoppolo play well when he's dealing with something physically. And he certainly couldn't push off all that well in the rain on Sunday. And maybe that was more of a product of the rain than his calf, but he did say after the game that his calf was still a problem. Um, So if Garoppolo's more healthy, uh, then he'll obviously give the 49ers a better chance. But I do wonder too, like, is Kyle Shanahan going to figure out ways to get Elijah Mitchell going beyond the first quarter That's it. because mm-hmm. he had 80 of his 107 yards in the first quarter on Sunday. Yes, um, 
is Trey Sermon even going to get into the game? Like that, that was the craziest part about Shanahan. Well, you don't want to play the young guy and punt the season. So. Right. You don't want but to. Elijah, I, but that's why it doesn't, it's a, it makes no sense. The conversation like, well, then I guess you shouldn't be playing Elijah Mitchell. Then let's right. make this a Jamichael hasty game only. Like, and I like, don't get is, that. Is Diamador Lenore so bad that now you think playing him, you're punting on the season, right? Well, is he, so, when we did see him play. Contract. We, we all saw Diamandor Lenore play. Did he look to you like he was so bad no. that it would be punting on the season? He, he wasn't He wasn't way great, better than Drake Kirkpatrick. That Drake Kirkpatrick <laughs> play would have at least was, tried. <laughs> was probably the worst play of the season. It's the, it's, it's, it's that and the Jimmy Garoppolo spike behind him. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Kirkpatrick play was like, oh, he's going to pick it. Oh, it's a, it's a touchdown and now you lost. <laughs> so like i don't think diamador lenore would have done that it, that was very that was very strange by the way in answer to your question in chicago on sunday it's going to be 55 degrees and mainly sunny mainly sunny is it gonna be windy? Oh, it's a nice i didn't see anything about wind okay mm, but i can it is I can the windy back. city it is <laughs> that's true and it didn't get that name for the, nothing it is a windy city and the windy city it doesn't say it's like it's, the ohio state Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 55 degrees and there's a sun peeking out of a cloud. Okay. So no, I didn't say anything about wind. Part, partly cloudy. Partly okay. cloudy. Well, I did said, you guys I know Jimmy Garoppolo is from the Chicago area? I yes. did know that. Mm-hmm. I did know that. I'm aware of that. Did you guys know that Jimmy Garoppolo's first start with the 49ers was in Chicago? Yep. Get out of town. Yep. I know. Yep. I know, guys. Crazy. crazy. How crazy. 2017 you know feels so long ago. It was. It was, it was such a long time ago. 49ers football is finally back, everybody, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find 49ers tickets anymore. You probably want to get out to the next home game. It's Arizona Week 9 and then Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams Week 10. There's a real chance Trey Lance starts one of those games, and maybe you want to be at his first home start. Well, hey, TickPick has got you covered. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. They are the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. See, what TickPick did is they got rid of all those like those crappy service fees that other ticket sites charge where you find a really cheap ticket, but then you go to check out, and it, the service fees are more than your actual ticket. That happens to me all the time, but it doesn't happen at TickPick. I had a couple of buddies who went out and braved the, the rain and the wind at, in Santa Clara on Sunday night, and they went to TickPick and they said, hey, dude, shout out to you. Found some really cheap tickets and didn't have to pay all the fees. I was like, you're very welcome. And uh, that's what TickPick does. It allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. And if you don't believe it or if you don't believe my story about my buddies, you can find if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 100% of the difference in the purchase price. So again, the 49ers are back home. Week nine and week 10, back-to-back home games, Cardinals, Rams, that Rams Monday night football game. I don't care what the Niners record is. Monday night football, divisional game, Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. You're going to want to be in the building for that one. It's going to be a ton of fun and you should get your tickets at TickPick. So visit TickPick.com slash candlestick today to save $10 on your first order of 49ers tickets. That's TickPick.com, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com slash candlestick to save $10 on your first order of 49ers ticket. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The 49ers, I was thinking about this last night. The 49ers could win out. They could win the rest of their games. They could go 11 and 0 the rest of the way. Is that right? They're, yeah. yeah. They could go 11 and 0 the rest of the way and finish third in the division. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, that's a very real thing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. They play the Rams twice. So they would beat the Rams twice. That gives the Rams three losses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Cardinals, they could beat them once, and the Cardinals could go fourteen and three pretty easily. Yeah, that's like, just. That's I would bet against that happening. I think. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that was about- you don't you don't think this two and fourteen is going to rip off eleven in a row? Well, so I, I also want to. The, the, this was the other funny part about Shanahan's conference call, and I mentioned it on the pod we recorded yesterday, but. After the Washington buy in in 2012, that team won its final seven games and went mm-hmm. 10 and six and then went to the playoffs. And Shanahan mentioned that in his conference call. He was like, yeah, I was on a three and six team. Everything was falling apart. And it was just so wild to me that that was a Robert Griffin rookie team, rookie, like his rookie season. And that was the context which Kyle Shanahan used like, no, the sky's not falling. It's like, man. You realize what you're saying here. <laughs> I also really do think, and I know I said this earlier, but I think this Lance injury may be worse than said, and that is why he's staying sticking to this. I, that, I, would, there's, that would make a lot more sense. I think it makes a lot more sense. I mean, I really do, because otherwise you're in a situation where he's saying, well, yeah, I would, I would switch quarterbacks, but Trey can't play right now, so we have to go with Jimmy. And that's not probably the most like helpful thing to say there. So I... I do think this Lance injury is a little worse and they may not know exactly how long he's going to be out. So I think that might be part of what's going on here. Yeah. The, the other thing that was really notable to me, and but well, okay. Before I get to that, like he also said Lance is expected to practice on Wednesday. Limited, but yes. Right, but if his injury was really bad, then like he wouldn't be practicing. No, but he could 
practice on a limited basis, but they still may know he's a week or so away. Yeah, that's like right. I think I think he realizes his only mainly healthy quarterback that's not Nate Sudfeld on Sunday is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's gonna have to, and we'll see. That's this remains to be seen, but I think that does make a little more sense. Um, because on Sunday when he was asked if Jimmy would start and he said, I would guess so, but I have to look at the health of everybody. He's basically said that like probably because I don't think we're going to have another option is essentially what he said. And then yesterday having a day to sleep on it, figuring out, okay, Trey Lance can probably practice on a limited basis, but most likely isn't going to be able to suit up or dress or whatever. Um, I'm going to, you know, that that's just, you know, TBD remains yeah. to be seen, but that's kind of, it would make a little more sense. Um, I, I would think that, and maybe Kyle Shanahan is just doing the gamesmanship thing where he doesn't want to say what his plan is at quarterback because God forbid he, he gives the opponent any information during the week, which NFL, NFL coaches drive me nuts with their stupid shit. They're so like weird. That. But <laughs> um, if Trey Lance can practice, then maybe it's like, all right, let me get Trey Lance a, a few days of practice. Let me throw him in for five snaps in Chicago, see how he does. Let me throw him in for more snaps against Arizona, see how he does there. And then if things are still bad with Jimmy, okay, maybe that Rams game is when we do decide to make the switch. On like, Monday Night makes... Football against Monday the Night Rams. Football against the Rams. I, Jesus. A Good a luck, Rook. Like you can't you can't look at like I mean, no, no, totally, totally. No, but for, it, it will. But create, that would get talked about a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, that will be a that'll be. But also, storyline. If Trey Lance comes in and balls, then it's like, all right, then Kyle Shanahan's a genius again, and and right. on the national stage, right? You know, like it's and that's I, what I that's very much. That's what's not, funny about all of this, right? Is if I'm Trey very, Lance is a great quarterback, twenty twenty one is not going to matter ever again, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. But if Trey Lance is a great quarterback, we'll also be like, what What were we doing with Jimmy Garoppolo in September and October of 2021? Developing Trey Lance. Can I, can I run a theory by you real quick about the 2012 Washington football team? Sure. Absolutely. Because you'll remember it was rookie Robert Griffin III starting, as you, as you said, Chris. But maybe the real rookie they were developing was Kirk Cousins. Mm. Who started only one game that year. That was the big plan. Yeah, that is that's <laughs> that is food for thought. Oh, you're that. Still in the lead, Robert Griffin, the third gave him gave him the best chance to win right away. But Kirk Cousins was the future. And <laughs> that's I actually don't want to say food for say. thought. That is food for thought. I'm going to be thinking about that for at least another <laughs> for the few next minutes. 10 seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. The, the dichotomy between like just about everybody thinks right that Trey Lance should play sooner rather than later but there's still an old guard and I'm I'm throwing Kyle Shanahan into this mix now because of the way he's acting but there's still an old guard that thinks all right Trey Lance will will do a lot of learning and developing as as a backup quarterback right now and I just don't know what the logic or the proof is at this point like I understand Aaron Rodgers sat and Tom Brady sat and Patrick Mahomes sat, but those were entirely different situations. And I don't think those guys were necessarily a whole lot better because they sat. I think they were super talented quarterbacks who just 
had time to absorb things, and Trey Lance has been given that time. Tom Brady and didn't sit very long, play. by the way. Tom Brady wasn't we sitting very long. He was a rookie when Bledsoe got hurt. Right. And so we don't like know your close personal friend. My best um, That's why I know all these things so well. Uh, so the, the thing with the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing is Alex Smith was still really good. He was leading them to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Right. If Alex Smith had taken the type of step backward that Jimmy Garoppolo has taken, I don't think the chiefs would have hesitated to put Patrick Mahomes in. Right. So I, I, I just, I, I don't think, I don't think the direct like, oh, well, look at what Mahomes did. Like, yeah, but look at what Alex Smith was doing compared to what Jimmy Garoppolo's doing. I don't know. I don't want to rehash the same thing. If you want to hear me complain about that, go listen to yesterday's pod. Well, the, the thing, the only thing I would say, um, this is, this is the only thing, I don't know if this is like in defense of Shanahan, but I do have to believe that he's not, I would hope he's not being stubborn to a point that he's like, I'd rather have a terrible season standing by what oh, I said than man. put Trey Lance. I mean, I have to believe there is a reason. And maybe it's what we talked about earlier, the Trey Lance, it is, he's not going to be able to play this week. He knows he's not going to be able to play this week, but there's got to, there has to be a reason beyond like he's just being stubborn. Well, I would hope. Kyle Shanahan seems to think that Trey Lance would not be able to win games. Right. That's that's the that's the prevailing logic that tracks here. And I would disagree with that assessment on a few different levels because I mean Kyle Shanahan said Trey Lance put the team in position to win against Arizona. So from that standpoint, mm -hmm. like the Niners almost he beat did. the best team in the league on the road with Trey Lance at quarterback in a game where he didn't play well and presumably more reps would get him up to speed and playing better. And also just an aside, people being like, oh, the 49ers picked the wrong quarterback. They should have picked Mac Jones. Like, hey, maybe Mac Jones is playing well or playing better than some of these other rookie quarterbacks because he's actually playing. Right. That's because well. like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick decided to get rid of Cam Newton make Mac Jones a starter, which a lot of people, including me, and I think, I, I don't know, Tracy, would you agree with this? That like, hey, maybe the 49ers should have just made Trey Lance a starter from week one. Um, that's an aside. But also, like, if Trey Lance is really not ready at all, then that's on Kyle Shanahan. Like, right. a thousand percent, that is on Kyle Shanahan because it's Kyle Shanahan's job to develop this guy, to create a game plan that works around his skill set. Like you went into the whole season saying, you know, well, now we have a better option if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt right now. Like he's playing, but he's hurt. Well, so he's is clearly not effective. But so is Trey Lance right now. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm talking more big. So it's, and I do think, and I think, and I think that's something to think about too, is that Trey Lance did come in because Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. I don't if if Trey didn't get hurt, I think Trey was starting this week. I really do believe that. I, I don't care what he said after that Arizona Cardinals game. I do think that if Trey was healthy, Trey was starting this week. We'll never know, mm. but I disagree. Well, and that is what is the beauty of life yeah. is that we can, but I think that there was, <laughs> you guys, if, if nothing else, I've told you about the beauty of life, um, but I actually, we've all grown. Everybody <laughs> else is gone. I actually do. I did not think after that Arizona game, I know that he said, yeah, it's just one game. Jimmy's still a starter, but they would have had the bye week. And I think there was a high likelihood 
that he would have started and then he got hurt. So it became a moot point, or at least I think it would have been considered, but it didn't matter because then he was hurt. So it didn't really matter. And I think on that Monday when Shanahan, after the Arizona game, Shanahan said one to two weeks, we're hoping to have him back next week. I think he, I don't think they really thought he was going to be back next week, last week. Um, hmm. So I think this was the opportunity for Trey to take over. It's just that Trey got hurt. So hmm. there's that. There's there's a hot take. Maybe that is a hot take. So you think Shanahan's just lying to us now? I don't think he's lying to us at all. That's not what I said. Do not put words in my <laughs> <laughs> do not put words in my mouth. Well, I no. think that I let me finish. Okay. I think that after that game, yes, I know he said, no, it was just one game, but I think he would have looked back at the tape. They would have been coming out of the bye week. And I think that was his opportunity to say, you know what? J- he Jimmy's still not a hundred percent healthy. We're going to put Trey out there. I mean, I think he could have done that, but it didn't matter because right. literally it's got hurt. But I don't think the idea that, there was no, I don't think there was no chance that it was even going to be considered, but it doesn't matter because by Sunday night, Trey Lance told him he had a knee sprain and that was it. But, but if that's true too, like it also makes his statement yesterday, all the stranger, right? Like, and we I'm don't, not, I'm I mean, not going to play like, young guys. Cause I'm not going to punt on the season. Like 4D chess. <laughs> he doesn't want people preparing for Trey Lance. Maybe. It was just Therefore, unsolicited and it was just an odd, it was an odd thing to say, especially going back to what I said early on. And then our conversation a few minutes ago, like he's got young guys, but like Elijah Mitchell is a starting running back right now. And right. I understand that like most are hurt, but like he's a, he's a rookie and you know, he, he's the thing that's odd to back. me is just how much equity it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo has in Kyle Shanahan's mind. Right. Because like Brandon Ayuk can like Trent Sherfield can have a good week of practice and play over Brandon Ayuk and Travis Benjamin on the practice squad can have a good week of practice and get reps over Brandon Ayuk. Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt, not playing well, but playing Trey Lance, like the idea of even broaching Trey Lance is like really far out of Kyle Shanahan's mind. But I or still at least believe some of that is because he's hurt i mean that's i just think that's the thing like that's you know i I still think that that is part of it and so he feels like he's because he does have a lot of things to manage and one of those things is if it's going to have to be jimmy he's going to have to make jimmy feel good about it being jimmy yeah i I, I wonder too if he was telling the truth about uh what he said on the call when i asked him about practice reps is like all right knowing what you've seen from jimmy garoppolo now is Trey Lance going to get more reps because he's mentioned in the past that Trey doesn't get any practice reps really as a backup quarterback because backup quarterbacks typically don't. And he was like, well, it's not a quarterback competition. So I don't imagine that changing or it's not. He did say yet. Yeah. He didn't know yet. But But I thought he said it's not an open competition yet. That's what he said. Yeah. He said it's not an open competition yet. If they lose to Chicago, the transcript. Pull it if up. They lose, if they lose to Chicago, I don't know how you can go into the locker room and confidently say that the quarterback that has lost four consecutive starts, uh, at least two of them and maybe three of them to teams that should be lesser teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you confidently go in and say, like, yeah, this is the guy. I, 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 Fair. So I, I, don't. I have Shanahan's quote. 
He says, you're not just going to start rotating quarterbacks because it's not an open competition right now. Right. There you right go. Now. Yeah, same right thing. now. So I think that, you know, and listen, I also think in fairness to whoever's under center, it's not the only problem. So well, right. um, there are other things to- going on. Totally. But it's the biggest it's the biggest change that can be made. And it's if Nick Mullins was the backup, there wouldn't be this outcry for Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard. Sometimes you, I don't know. I mean, I really like it. There there, there would definitely be a faction, but it wouldn't wouldn't be as heavy as it is because it's like, all right, Hey, get on with it. Like, you know, this guy's the future. Get it over with like, let, let's go. And they brought it on themselves by the trade. If they just, if they just had had the number three pick, and took Trey Lance, that would mm-hmm. also be different. If they'd stayed at 12, if Trey Lance was sailed there and they took him, that would be different. It's the fact that what they did to get him, right? People are like, okay, then. And 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 it's that messaging, right? Yeah. It's if Shanahan had just said, Yeah, Lance isn't gonna play this year. He'll play some snaps, but he's never he's not gonna start. He didn't he didn't throw enough in college, he didn't play enough in college. Mm-hmm. He needs a full year to marinate, save for the handful of snaps he's gonna play the conversation would be way different, but he keeps doing the best chance to win thing and they keep losing. And, and he would never really name, he never actually named Garoppolo the starter. And, you know, he made that joke. Um, I think was it the Wednesday before the season where he made that joke? Like, I'm not going just out of stubbornness. I'm not going to actually say it or whatever he said in that press conference. Like it, it, the messaging, it is problematic. You're right. If he had just said that from the get-go, Jimmy Garoppolo is our starter. That's just what it's going to be. Lance is going to sit unless Garoppolo gets injured. End of story. I don't want to talk about this again. But then, there's, you know, the, the reason why, I mean, the quarterback's a big conversation point for a lot of different reasons, but well, of course, like if you solve the quarterback issue, then all of your other issues that you have are kind of, really yeah, they don't matter nearly as much. They really don't. Right? No, that's, that's true. That is So, like, if you solve the true. quarterback thing, then like, maybe you know the pass interference stuff is a footnote and not a major problem because you have a quarterback who won you that game on Sunday night and you're like all right well we got to fix up uh you know we got to shore up our technique on these deep passes and stuff but it's not like you know it's not a death knell for the defense which it it feels like right now because they did lose the game in part because a quarterback situation is what what it should be or what it needs to be right now um so that that to me like the quarterback thing's covers up a lot of other deficiencies you have and oh, so yeah. one point I, I would say you know in respect to Kyle Shanahan and maybe he's you know, like the quarterback issue the fact that he's not getting good quarterback play is exacerbating all the other teams issues right like if if the Niners were four and two and Jimmy Garoppolo was playing great or playing like he did in 2019 then like all right we're not going to talk about the DeForest Buckner trade all that much right we're not going right. to talk mm-hmm. about the fact that Javon Kinlaw is not playing or we're not going to talk about the cornerback situation because, well, it doesn't really matter because they're winning games, mm-hmm. but they're not mm-hmm. winning games. They're not winning they games. lost four in a row, and they you, you can make a case that they should have won all of those or three of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you look at you look at a team like the Seahawks, and sorry for our fans, but you do look at a team like the Seahawks, and deficiencies have been covered up for years because they had Russell Wilson. Exactly. And now yeah. that they don't have Russell Wilson, <laughs> that is not the case. So you know, that, that of course is the difference and why you do want to have, and I hate this word, but an elite quarterback, or at least a very, very, very right. good one. A rising tide to lift all boats. 
a rising tide to that's deep that's great <laughs> i mean um what do you tracy what do you think is going to happen on sunday in chicago oh dear god if i know a football um, game <laughs> I don't know if play, but, uh this week I thought this week I was like you know what they're coming out of the bye this is not a good team like they're gonna win and and of course I was wrong about that um I think they're gonna win on Sunday it is not gonna be 30 to nothing I think it's gonna be much closer than it needs to be and I think they will eke it out yeah I think I agree with that I'm very leery of picking a team that won four games in a row but I I do think that lost lost three you said you were Larry picking a team that won four games. Oh, in a row. yeah. Lost, sorry. Lost four in a row. Um, but I mean, Chicago's offense is 32nd in the league, right? Like it, it, right. Justin Fields is, is not doing a whole lot. I do think the 49ers defense can slow them down. They've been going against mobile quarterbacks for a long time now. Um, they, they, they should be able to slow down Justin Fields to the point where, um, they, they're in position to win the game. I don't know if I trust the quarterback play. To, like, I don't know if the Fort Niners are going to have a decided there's, advantage, really, but they should win this game. I think. They'll eke it. I mean, I there's really zero, think it'll be close. There's zero reason to pick the 49ers. Maybe I'll change my mind by Friday, but I have you know no they're three and a half point like, favorites on the road right that's now. That's insane. That is such that's that is nuts. so sad for the Bears. Like the Bears like, should be the ashamed of good. themselves. <laughs> yeah, I know the Bears aren't good, but like I have that should the 49ers win? Absolutely. But if I'm laying money on it, I have zero. I have zero reasons to bet on the 49ers. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, if, if you're betting on the 49ers and, and not getting those three and a half points, like you, you are a fan or just smarter than all the rest of us. Cause I don't see it at all. Yeah. Right. Um, but they should, maybe I'll change that. my mind, just, but yeah, they should win. But I I'm going with Kyle's original assessment. What do I think is going to happen on Sunday? A football game. <laughs> Boy, I can see myself after quarters. this game being saying, of all the football games I've seen, that was definitely one of them. Yep. I feel like it's gonna will it <laughs> will it be better than Blaine Gabbert's overtime game winner to um the, the very fun win? Uh oh yes. What, who was uh it was it was the Browns, wasn't it? No, no it, was, it, was, it was overtime it was in Smith. Chicago. Oh Tory yeah, Smith. Robbie Gold. Yes, Robbie Gold missed the field goal. Robbie Gold missed two field goals. He missed yes, a field goal when he played for it. Chicago. Uh-huh. I believe he missed a field goal to win it in the fourth quarter late, and then he missed an overtime field goal also. Oof. I believe you're right. He Well, he knew he wanted to be on the 49ers, so he was like, I'm going to help you guys Yeah, out. he saw that Jim <laughs> Does he want to be on the 49ers? and said, you know <laughs> no, what? In, well, two good years, point. <laughs> in two years, this is where I want to be. Well, back then. Right. Kyle, not today. Right. <laughs> Maybe not today. No, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Jimmy Ward had an interception in that game. I think that was the last interception. This is last had. one. Yeah. Was it, it a pick it was six, a pick right? Six. Yeah, yeah, I think he scored. Yeah. Um, I was going to go to that game by myself. I had a hotel ready. I had wow. my flight picked out and I was like, I'm going to go watch a game in cold ass Chicago. And it wound up being like 48 degrees and like, Oh, it was beautiful not that weekend. That, n- yeah. Not that bad out. Like, so my trip to Chicago to go watch a game in the freezing cold would have been a trip to Chicago to watch a crappy football game in football weather. I can get in Santa Clara. It was uh, that was my first time in Chicago and like I was expecting expecting it to just be horrendous and like it was 40 and sunny all weekend. Chicago's like, an elite city. Yeah. Oh, it's an incredible city. I had buddies in coming from out of town. We were able to go out and ha- eat at some great restaurants. So it was a great time. Very nice. good time. Um, 
very fun win for the 49ers. It was and, a very, that was the very Jed York's fun Twitter account. And then the next week they lost to the Browns in Cleveland uh-huh. and Johnny Manzo and Kyle. Less, less fun, less fun loss. <laughs> I think that Browns game was ultimately the, uh, the nail in Jim Tom Sula's coffin. I would say. Yes, I would agree with that assessment. That was rough. Um, okay. Now that we're done rehashing the 2016, 2015 49ers, <laughs> can we go? Yeah, let's let's we're good. let's get out of here. Okay, great. Thanks for having me uh, on, you guys. It's always a pleasure. Of course. Tracy Sandler at 49ers Fangirl on Twitter at Tracy Sandler. Tracy like the city Sandler like Adam. That's on Instagram. And subscribe to the Get My Job podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you, Kyle. And thank you, Chris. Of course. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.